What's going on, everybody? Happy Tuesday. Welcome into another edition of Final Whistle. With me today, I have Pat Lawless, founder of the front office, one of my buddies from Seton Hall. I'm running through my Seton Hall buddies right now, getting through this podcast. Pat, thanks for coming on, taking some time out of your day. Blaine, you know, thank you. First of all, thank you so much. And, you know, I was talking to CJ about this earlier uh, today. CJ does the front office with me. And I was like, dude, if I don't do you know, the, do this podcast with Blaine, there's something wrong with me because there's two people that helped me get through college. One of them being my mom and the other one being Blaine Spencer. So this was a no doubter for me, dude. This is the least I could do. For the I'm glad, I'm glad I have a little bit of pull to bring you into this podcast. It's just, just some, um, some guilt there that you have to <laughs> guilt to hop dude, on. No, no, I would have done it either way, but I'm saying like when I walked the stage, Blaine should have walked it up with me. Like we should have, the diploma should have been addressed. To we should have, we should have had half of the degree there split off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how much this guy, this guy meant to me during my college career. So yeah, this is a, this is a, you know, a no doubter for me. Well, I'm humbled. So thank you. <laughs> I'm humbled that no I problem. get your recognition, honestly. But. Uh, <laughs> If you don't know Pat Lawless, he's a big-time college basketball advocate. His front office uh, covers a lot of college basketball interviews, as well as some high school interviews where they're declaring for school and what they're trying to bring into impact into the next level that is collegiate basketball. So, of course, we're going to focus on college basketball, make it simple for Pat, and don't take him out of his comfort zone. So, uh, Pat, I just want to get your general like uh, perspective here on the college basketball season so far. I know there a lot of teams have been impressive, and I think we're just glad that college basketball is even playing at the moment with, with COVID-19, uh, shutting down some programs at, at different times and with the whole scheduling. Just give me your overall input so far. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm just happy to have college basketball back. It's been way, way, way too long. Um, I think, you know, obviously kind of stinks that we're seeing, you know, I, I, I like everybody, I have John Rothstein on, on notifications. So every time I see, you know, I don't know, the latest was Gonzaga paused their operations and, I mean, and, and active, about team activities. And, you know, you see that, that kind of stinks. Um, but the gameplay has been fine. Like, and I think that all things considered, um, you know, it's gone pretty smoothly. Um, you know, I think, I think the no fan stuff, the bubbleville thing was pretty cool. And yeah, I mean, I'm just thrilled to have it back. I mean, it's, it's been, it's been way too long and, you know, are we going to run into some more issues the next couple months? Yeah. Um, but I think, uh, I think that, you know, what we're seeing is college basketball came prepared and have the right procedures in place to, to, to do this thing. So I have faith that we'll, be able to get through this season uh, without canceling or doing anything crazy. But overall, I've been pretty happy with it. And yeah, I mean, yeah, just happy for it to be back, basically. Yeah, absolutely. And I know we were all kind of bummed when Gonzaga, just the most recent program went on pause. We had the Gonzaga Baylor showdown that we were craving on this past Saturday. It didn't happen. I just want to get what are the top teams that have caught your eye so far for like for me, Gonzaga has been easily the most dominant team so far. And I think there are, there's a clear gap between the, between Gonzaga and everybody else. And I think Baylor has been relatively impressive. I know Illinois lost to Baylor, but they've looked relatively solid. And I think the most team that's flying under the radar for me was Michigan state. I don't think they're getting as much love as people are actually uh, giving them credit for. So just give me some teams that you think have impressed you so far. 
you kind of mentioned him there. I mean, I just love Illinois. Like, and like, like I'll say this, like, and you mentioned right there, there's a huge, there's a clear gap between Gonzaga right now and the second best team in the country, whether that is Iowa, Baylor, whoever that second team is for you. But there's a clear gap. And I thought Illinois, if you watch that game back, Illinois, like for a good part of the game was holding their own. Um, and I think they're, if they're playing, and honestly, I think they could have played better. Um, you know, they made some careless mistakes at points and some uncharacteristic mistakes uh, if you're watching that back. So I love, I've been telling my friends all year, I love watching Illinois. Io DeSumner's, you know, electric, Kobe Cockburn's electric. So, I mean, I could talk about Illinois forever. I love Illinois. <laughs> um, I think, um, I think we're kind of, you know, sleeping on, and I don't know how, but I think we're sleeping on Villanova a little bit. I, th- I get that it's a tough loss the, the you know, it, it was a rough loss, but I think it's, I think it's, you know, like, like John, John Rothstein says it's fortune 500, 500 company. And, you know, Colin Gillespie hasn't even played close to what his potential is yet. And they're still playing pretty decent. You know, that's a big win over Texas. Texas is no joke. That's a good team right there. Um, so I, I really like Villanova long-term. I think that they have a real shot to win it all this year, as crazy as that sounds with how good Gonzaga is. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think that people are kind of being a little, you know, it's early. I think they still need to work out some things. Um, but I think Villanova is going to figure it out. And, I yeah, I love Illinois. Um, yeah, I would say those those two teams, those two mm-hmm. teams. Uh, and I know you I, had I really you like. had Colin Gillespie on, right? And in, uh, in yep. one of your recent uh, shows. So, what is what what do you what do you see from Gillespie as a floor general? And I know CJ, who we were ta- referencing, he he, he kind of was baffled by that Colin Gillespie still has some eligibility still, which is kind of ironic, as as we're all Seton Hall alums, and he's a Seton Hall killer himself. But uh, yeah. just talk about Colin Gillespie as a player and how he really is the engine that goes for Villanova. Yeah, I mean, Colin, I mean, there's not enough great things I could say about Colin and his game. You know, first of all, his story is amazing. Um, you know, I, I when we interviewed, I, I told him, like, yo, I don't know if you remember, but my brother recruited you at a, at a high school, and my brother was a coach for a D2 school. Um, so it's just – and, like – and like, you know, it was, everyone gave him, uh, was, was given, you know, Jay Wright, um, a lot of crap for taking him on. And then he proved them wrong that he, that he belongs. And then he took it to another level and proved, Hey, I can lead a, a lead a team to, to, to where they are, you know, the place that they're, they're at now. So I think, you know, if, if, basically what I'm getting at is if there's one thing I've learned is to not doubt Colin Gillespie, right? He's let, he's gotten to a place right now in his game uh, and is playing at a level that we never thought was possible for him. So I think there's a lot of people doubting him right now. It's just his track and going off his track record. I think that's a huge mistake. So yeah, he's a huge, he's a great floor general. Um, it's a capable scorer. Just, yeah, really has a good feel for not only, you know, playing for himself and doing his own thing out there, but uh, as, as well as getting guys involved and playing a full team, you know, game. So he is Villanova basketball. He's everything it embodies. And yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I can, I can well, another guy I can go on forever about. I, I'm a big Colin guy. Yeah. I have actually a funny story uh, at the big East championship game, Nova versus Seton Hall. I was actually sitting behind his parents at that. Really? I was in the, yeah. I was right behind his parents and like, I didn't know none of us knew. 
and then until they turned around because we i think we said so we were we've created like a miles pal chant and they turned around like that was probably the greatest thing ever and then we just talked for like 10 15 minutes while the game during the halftime it was awesome just like to get really? to know his parents they are two of the nicest people i've really i've, I've gotten to actually speak to and I, I i have nothing but praise for the gillespie family so yeah, it was kind of like, ironic. Yeah. It was just by chance, by the Seton Hall tickets from the athletic department, and we were right behind Gillespie's family. It was wild. That's incredible. That's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, I feel like you have to have, even as a Seton Hall fan, I think a part of you has to have respect for Colin and everything he's achieved. It's just, you know, even though there's a rivalry there, but I think a part a part of every Seton Hall fan should have some some respect for him, as much as you want to hate him, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So I, I just want to transition to some massive games that are going to be happening this week. Like just today alone, there's a huge slate of college basketball. Um, we have Ohio State at Notre Dame, Creighton at Kansas, North Carolina at Iowa, uh, Illinois, Duke. There's some huge games today. There's also some big time matchups uh, on Wednesday, Michigan State, Virginia. Thursday, you have San Diego State, Arizona State. What What are the games that you're going to be keeping your eye on this week, and what do you expect? That, what do you want to see from these team, big matchups? Yeah, I mean, obviously the ones that pop up are, you know, Illinois Duke is just so electric. Like, I'm going to be glued to my TV uh, when that's on. North Carolina, Iowa is amazing. Um, I actually am interested to see, you know, obviously creating Kansas too. Um I'm probably missing a couple others, but I'm really curious to see Rutgers, uh, Rutgers, Syracuse too. Um, going to oh, be yeah, interesting. That is to a see. sleeper game tonight. Exactly. So I'm, I'm curious to see how the the Scarlet Knights are going to respond um, to 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 Cuse. You know that you know they aren't the Cuse that I, I guess they're not. You know as highly touted as some Cuse teams have been in the past, but you know never sleep on a, a Jim Beheim team ever. So um, I, I'm curious to see how the Scarlet Knights respond to them. Um, but yeah, I mean, the game I'm most intrigued with is probably Duke, Illinois, just because I was talking about Illinois earlier. I think, you know, they're so much fun to watch. North Carolina, Iowa, like Luca Garza versus North Carolina bigs is going to be interesting. They have, you know, Sharp, um, you know, Baycott and, you know, uh, Garrison Brooks. So it's going to be an interesting matchup there. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, this is like, the like Christmas for any college basketball fan tonight. You know, what I mean, Absolutely. if you if you if you have a pulse, you'll 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 like the games tonight. It's just it's it's insane. So yeah, I'm I'm thrilled. And, I don't know and about you. no shot at the NFL, but I'd, I'm going to be watching college basketball over the Ravens Cowboys tonight without a question. Sorry, no question. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. I'm a big NFL guy, but I will not be watching Ravens Cowboys. I don't think today. Um, I'm kind of I'm intrigued to see. I mean, Kansas has been a little bit up and down so far. I'm, I really want to see if this is real Creighton's first real test I th today. I want to see how Zegarowski, Balik really, and how McDermott will be able to take on the athleticism that, that Kansas brings with Garrett. And I know Kansas got there, got punched around by Gonzaga a couple of weeks ago. And then they got a, everyone thought Kentucky was going to blow them out last week. And then they, they responded. So I want to see how Creighton is going to, Creighton's got a real test today against uh, a Kansas team. And I'm pretty sure it's at Allen, it's, it is at Allen Fieldhouse. And that's just a brutal place to play for any team. So I think right. Creighton's going to have their, I think we're going to see where Creighton, Creighton's at early on in the 100%. season. 100%. Big test. 
hundred percent. No, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, man. I'm I'm a big big Marcus guy. Uh, I think he's awesome, uh, true Big East player. Um, and to see Creighton go over in this early in the season, go over to Kansas and you know get tested like this is pretty cool. Um, you know, it's gonna show. Okay, what are they really made of? You know, are they really are they ready to play a big time team like Kansas? So, and are they capable of winning this game? I think so. I think I don't, I can't see, and listen, I could be completely wrong. I can't see McDermott bringing those guys over there and them not being prepared. I think he's too good of a coach for them not to at least put up a good fight here. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, that game's going to be awesome. And the fact that it's happening this early is, is, is so sick. So yeah, I mean, don't doubt, don't doubt, you know, the, the, the Blue Jays with, with Marcus, uh, you know, leading them. And, you know, obviously they have, you know, Christian Bishop and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I think I'm going to go on a limb. I don't know if you are even asking me for picks right now, but I'm going to go on a limb and I'm going to pick uh, pick the Blue Jays for that one. So, yeah, yeah, we can throw in some up. picks. I like it. I like the – actually, I do like the – I like that Creighton pick. Yeah. Um, I love Iowa today, actually. I really do. I love yeah. Iowa. I don't – I mean, I talked about this on my uh, last Friday about when North Carolina just lost to Texas. North Carolina right. just has has gotten nothing from their guards in the on the perimeter. They are their guards. Besides RJ, like, RJ, RJ's done a little. Has done he's R, no RJ's done a little bit, but everyone else that's getting ten minutes plus, they're shooting under. They're shooting roughly thirty five percent or less. And RJ, right. I mean, he struggled against Texas, but everybody's struggling against Texas right now. I think Texas easily is going to have is going to have a top ten defense this year. I think okay, that man. I think they're that good defensively, sound under Shaka Smart. But I I think I think you're going to see Gar. This is Garza's going to impose his will again today. I think he's just he's just too good. I think he's he's, he's got really all the good, tools. Man. He's 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 legit. And he's I don't, awesome, I think people I think people have taken his him for granted so far with him having 35 points in the first half due to the due to the, the competition and he's going to get like as you mentioned earlier some tests with the North Carolina front but I think he's just going to show up and show out and I love I love this Hawkeyes team too I think they're a legit they're easily a legit contender this year I think they're the class of the Big 10 them and Michigan State so we'll see I, dude any Anytime you have a combination of the, the talent that they have at Iowa and a coach like Fran McCaffrey, anything's possible, dude. So, Absolutely. yeah, I, I, I like that pick. I would probably go. I think that's a safe pick. I think I think I, I would go Iowa in that one. Um, and then Duke, Illinois. Well, who do you got for Duke, Illinois? I, I like Illinois in an upset. I really do. Okay. I know, I know you've been preaching Illinois. You're a big Illinois guy, but I just don't know. I think Duke – Duke's still trying to figure themselves out at the moment. Absolutely. And I think they were exposed a little bit playing against Michigan State, especially Michigan State going into Cameron and kind of beating them up in that second half. So I I think Illinois, Illinois's got a real shot, and I can't really say his name. The Desonamu, he's he's a it's superstar. He's an absolute I know, superstar. Awesome. I think he'll really good. Him and his that backcourt is our two superstars. They need for Illinois tonight. If they can just get any production from a third guy, they'll win tonight. They just need their, if they can get a third because that's their issue. Their backcourt's going to put up numbers no matter what. If they yeah. can just get a third guy, maybe just get ten to twelve points. 
like they'll be able to pull that game out. So I think it's just going to be, it's not, it's going to be an unsung hero for Illinois tonight, but I do like them in an upset. Cause I think Duke's still trying to Duke's very young and they're still trying to figure out their identity, how to play right now under Krzyzewski. What do you Yeah, think? I agree. I agree. I'm going, I'm going Illinois as well. Um, I think, you know, it's a little, it's a little early. And I think, dude, here's the thing, you know, about Duke, right? They have talent is not the issue at all here, right? I think it's a, I think it's a thing where it's a lot of newcomers and they're still getting, you're gelling together. Um, I think once we get past the halfway mark, I really think, and listen, I could see Duke winning this game. I'm not writing that off by any oh, means. I think absolutely. anytime you have that mental it'll talent, it'll be a very close game. Anything's possible, right? So, but I think once they get past that halfway mark and they really start to gel with when you have guys like Jalen Johnson and DJ Stewart and, and so on and so forth, I think that they then will see, okay, what is this Duke team capable of? And I really think, you know, when it's all said and done, I think they'll be, I, I, I could see Duke, you know, and it's no crazy thing to say here. I think they're probably going to be like a two seed um, with the amount of talent they have. And I think, you know, when they, when they start gelling, I think, um, they can really do some special things. But right now, I still think I agree with you. They're still figuring things out. Yeah. And then the last game I kind of want – we're going to end up talking a little bit about Seton Hall, but the last major game that uh, I want to reference is tomorrow, Michigan State going on the road to Virginia. And as I've mentioned this already multiple times, I think Michigan State has been the most underrated team so far. No one's talking about them. Exactly. They're, and I think Tom Izzo is thriving off of that especially when you lose someone in Cassius Winston, who's been the dude at, for the Spartans for the past four years. And now you, I think everyone's kind of just like taking them for granted saying they don't have a true guy on that team right now, but they are, they are playing perfectly sound team basketball on both ends of the floor. They have, they don't care who the top guys for the, who's the leading scorer in that night all they're caring about is victories and yep. And you know how Virginia plays. I think this will be a tight game because Virginia's defense is always top five in the country, if not the best in the country. But I think Virginia has show has showcased that they're, that they still are, they still can't score on a consistent basis. So I love, I think Virginia's favorite in that one. I would take Sparty right now and run. Are with they that favored? Is it yeah, really, hold is on. That the line? yeah, I got, let's see here. I got the spread right here. Yeah, UVA. UVA is favored. It's at UVA though, which is probably why. But still, I'm taking I'm okay. taking Michigan State there without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that it, that I mean, I guess because it's there, and obviously, like UVA is like gonna figure it out. Um, but I think right now they're still working through some kinks. I agree with you. I'm going Michigan State. Joey Hauser. I I'm a I love Rocket Watts. I love Rocket Watts. Um, and Aaron Henry. So I think I like, and you mentioned, you know, Oh, they don't have the guy this year. Those three guys that I just mentioned are really, really good. Like they're yeah, very absolutely. Good I don't think because so, they just don't have, they don't have that dog that like right. that you, when you, that cash is Winston, you know, he's a dog. He's going to be the guy down the stretch, but you, they can go to any of those guys down the stretch and be oh, perfectly yeah. fine, which is right. kind of interesting that, that they're being slept on so much. No, I think I think they're very. I agree with you. I think this I, is I a Hauser brothers matchup too t- on tomorrow. It is. It is. Joey versus battle. Sam, yeah, uh, battle of the brothers. So, and Joey. I think yeah. Joey's, wow. I didn't even think about that. That's yeah. Crazy. How ironic that Mar- Mar- they both left Marquette. That's very. I know. How about I that win that they, though, Marquette? That Marquette win. 
over Wisconsin. Yeah, how about that? That was impressive. So, so what? I I, I try watching it back. So, what was the deal? They the they called the foul. They like what? And they they he ran fouled. seconds off. So apparent. All right. So this is what I this is what I've heard from the people I've been talking to about it. Right. So from what I was from what I was told. So Trice hits the hits the bucket on the other end, right? Yeah. And they're coming down, and apparently Trice clearly fouls, which is, but apparently they took off. Apparently they stopped the clock early when he fouled by like a couple tenths. I don't think right. it was going to make that big of a difference because I think Marquette would have still had time to take the shot. I yeah. was more blown away that why it's Trice fouling because he Marquette had no idea what what the clock was. They were not getting that shot off in time. Right. Without a doubt. If he does, if he just lets them try, if he, cause he was trying to get to the rim and he's, he's nowhere near the rim. He's like, the shot's not getting off, but if, from what, from what I've seen and what I've heard, they did stop the shot clock or the, t- yeah, the clock a little early, but I don't think it would have made a much of a difference. I think it was probably just like a couple tenths or anything. There's probably still would have been time on the clock. Right. That's what I've been. That's what I've. That's what I've seen, and what's what I've heard. So, right. From the people I've been talking to, it's crazy. Yeah. No. I mean, that's an insane, insane win. I mean, I think everyone was a little. I was a little questionable on Wisconsin. Thought you know, it was a little, it was a little crazy to have them ranked that high. If I'm being honest. Um. So I think uh, you know, they got a little bit of a reality check. Who knows? Maybe uh, maybe in like uh, are you there? Yeah, you're good. You're you good. Um. I think maybe they, they figure it out later, but yeah, I think four was a little ambitious. So yeah, I mean, um, yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's an insane, that was an insane win for them. Huge. Yeah. All right. Lastly, just, uh, I know just to wrap up, I know we, we're Seton Hall guys. We got to talk Seton Hall. I mean, I haven't had the opportunity to talk about them since, uh, since their comeback victory on Sunday. And that's, that was a major quality win going into Penn State. But just from what I've seen, I know everyone's praising Seton Hall. I don't think people have really understood how Penn State really blew that game in regulation with their clock management. I mean, right. I don't know if you watched it, but like – I didn't get to watch the full game, but yeah, but I heard. At, I was down the it. stretch, Penn State was taking shots so early in the shot clock when they were up – I think it was like seven with a couple minutes left and they really just were take the, they were rushed bad shots and led to the Seton Hall coming back and all props to Seton Hall. They, they took, they, they won the game in overtime. They didn't look, but Penn state really lost that game in regulation. I just want to, what do you, what do your take on what do you think our pirates are going to look like this year? Cause I think we're going to be relatively middle of the pack from what I've been seeing. Cause we're, we're I, playing up to comp. I don't think we have much separation between those upper tier and lower tier teams. I think we're going to be relatively smack in the middle from what I've seen so far. Yeah, I could see that being the case. I also think, I think people are hitting the panic button a little too soon. I think it's kind of early. Um, you know, listen, beating Oregon would have been insane. Like I could, it was one of those games I could have seen like seeing Hall wins it somehow. It was a typical, you know, how they lose a bad game like to Rhode Island and they come back and win it. Like typical seeing yeah. Hall, but like, I think it's a little early because I think, you know, luckily you know when you watch that louisville game you see bryce go down it looks like he tore something in his knee or something it looked crazy and then i think, you get it's, the a, I think it's, it's only a it's high ankle sprain. sprain yeah it's only a high it's ankle. Only it looked, yeah it looked like it was way worse than it actually is 
Exactly. So, you know, that's great news. And I feel like people are, are forgetting about the fact that Bryce Aiken's coming back. Like Bryce Aiken's a very, very talented player, like very, very talented. One of the most highly coveted transfers in the market and seen all landed him. you know, so the hype was the hype is real. Um, and I think that people are kind of forgetting about that on his return. So it's like, why are we, if you're a seen all fan, why are you hitting the panic button when someone a huge part of your team Debatably, the most talented player, right up there with Mamu, is missing. I think you know. I think I mean? he is the best player on that team. There you go. And it's like, what? Like, what? Like, I think we like. Let's let's wait this out a little bit. And it, hey, if if they're not playing well with Bryce and things aren't looking good, then okay, maybe then hit the panic button. But dude, like, <laughs> yeah, after a win, after a win against Penn State, and you said they they blew it, whatever. Either way, still a good win, still a quality yeah. win, even though Penn State's a little down still a good win to, to come back like that. And once they get Bryce back, dude, any, any, anything's, anything's possible. So yeah, I think it's a little early to be freaking out. Like some scene, all fans are. Yeah. I, it's, that's understandable. I am one of the ones that have, I, I'm just going based off what I'm seeing. And I know Bryce right. isn't playing, but I just don't know what you're going to get because if Bryce Aiken does not be that, that other dude with Mamu, I don't, I haven't, I don't have enough, right now I have not seen enough from Jerry Roden or Miles Kale to give me any confidence that they're going to be that second score. Right. So, so if Bryce Aiken, yeah. I, and Bryce, and Bryce, I love Bryce Aiken. I loved him at Harvard. He was, he, he's the one that carried them into the tournament every year when they're, when they were hitting their stride. So for him, but he has, he's got to be able to stay on the court. That's his biggest problem is being able to stay yeah. on the court. So yeah. we'll see, we'll see with that. I mean, Mamu's been an absolute stud so far. He's been a beast, and I think he's going to put up big numbers this year because he, I think he knows he's going to have to, his shot volume is going to be way up with Paladon. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think, you know, a lot of it, and I, you know, I'm just going to repeat myself here, but it's just the truth, you know, a lot of it depends on Bryce, you know what I mean? Because, you know, Jared is, is, might not be uh, totally ready for that. For that you know second score spotlight you're talking about miles is is, is not it doesn't see, it doesn't appear so if Bryce comes in and really changes things it could do you know it can make it's going to make a world of difference so um yeah I think it's all dependent on on that and you know he's he like the the ceiling for this team's only so so high without him and you know when he comes the ceiling gets that much higher so I think yeah it just or you just gotta just gotta wait and see basically it's just a little bit of a waiting game right now in my opinion Absolutely. And then just, I have one final question for you before I let you go. Um, Pat, I know with scheduling, it's been a little crazy. You're going to play teams that probably weren't on your schedule that with the cancellations and you're going to see teams thrown teams on there without one or two days rest. And I've had this opinion, especially for the freshmen that it's almost like an AAU kind of feel for them that you're not going to be, you're just going to be going out and playing. And I think that's going to be an advantage to the, a little bit of an advantage for the freshmen this year for in collegiate basketball, especially that, hey, you're not really going to be going that much into depth now about figuring out a strategy how to play these guys. You're just going to go out and play. Do you think that's going to help the help elevate the uh, freshmen this year for these guys? I think uh, you're talking about the the differences, the, ske the scheduling with, with like scheduling. if you're going to play one opponent and then it ends up being canceled and you just throw in another team, which is, you've already seen happen. Not as much preparation. Times. Yeah, I think that's yeah, a, man, it's I almost like an AAU kind of feel. It could right? be, it could be because uh, you have less. You're saying because you have less time to prepare to have like 
I guess, as much um, game planning. So you have to do a lot more like almost like freestyling or like, you know, yeah, on, you're just going on, out you know, and playing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that could, that could make it things more comfortable. I think also for the freshmen, I think, uh, you know, the cancellation stuff's interesting. I mean, I haven't even thought about that. I think also another thing is uh, without there being fans, I think playing on the road for freshmen, you have guys like, and, and juniors like Mamu, who's played on the road plenty of times in front of tons of fans, you're already used to that. As a freshman, playing against your rival with 10,000 fans screaming at you, you're like a deer in the headlight and like headlights, dude. It's it's a crazy, crazy experience. So I think that's one thing that I think for sure has definitely made an impact on freshmen. It's definitely much easier to play on the road. Um, you don't have to uh get used to, to to that aspect of it so yeah i think uh i think that's that's what i've been kind of keying in on a little bit i think that's that's pretty interesting i don't know yeah do you think we're gonna have fans at some point or no i i doubt it i doubt it yeah i i don't think so i think the uh the the one uh the, the thing that was interesting was the final four what is it it's all being played in indie right yeah, I think the, all of March Madness is going to be in Indy. So I don't know how it's going to work. I think they've, they're have they going to be playing at some high school gyms, some college gyms, and the at, then at Lucas Oil Stadium, I think it's going to be the Final Four, it looks like. So we'll see. Right. Yeah, I think – It'll um, be intriguing. I think that – I don't know if that's like a precursor to like – to of them saying, hey, we're going to do – like we're doing something similar to what – the NBA did and having it all on one site and no fans and kind of just like running a, like a, a deal like that, maybe. But I think if, if that's the case, then I think that kind of gives you an idea of, okay, there's not going to be fans this year. If they're already yeah. playing that far ahead. I think it's so. going to be wild though, just to have 64 teams in one, one area. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they're going to do it specifically. Listen, I, that, that's a huge organization. They're going to figure it out. And they're, they're going to run the out right the way. entire city of Indianapolis. <laughs> Basically Dude, for hotels. <laughs> they're gonna make they're gonna make it happen. Trust me, there's too much money on the line for that not to 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 go down. So no, I think I think that's gonna be geez, man. I mean, like, yeah, like like I was we were all picturing it last year, right? When it got canceled. We're like, okay, like now it's canceled, but there's like it's gonna be limited fans or something. And then all the memes you see popping up, whatever, and and, and just like, yeah, I mean, like everything that we thought last year you know, right before they canceled it, like that's good. Like that where like there was going to be no fans, or whatever, that's going to be the case this year, uh, which is insane. It's insane to think, you know, like you said, 64 teams, all in one area, all these guys, you know, you're used to going to the regional sites or whatever. No, 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 you know, that's, <laughs> that's not the case this year. They're all in one area. So yeah, it's, it's the whole thing's nuts. This is, it's crazy seeing Cameron indoor seeing, uh, you know, faces on cardboard you know where the camera yeah. crazies would be the whole thing's nuts but personally i don't i could care less man i mean this is this is awesome that college basketball is back and it's it's been pretty solid so far so yeah i mean it's the whole thing's nuts yeah <laughs> angry more we're all blessed that college basketball is even playing at all so i think we're just taking we're we need to take that in and just be like hey we're even playing like and these exactly. college athletes are going way out of their way. These universities are going way out of their way to help help us enjoy some enjoy some time and watch some college football, some co just collegiate sports in general. So, exactly. Pat, I just want to thank you, my man, for coming on. I appreciate Blaine. it, brother. Blaine, 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 Blaine. It's the least, like I said, I'm going to say it again, dude. 
there's two people that helped me graduate college <laughs> for sure. Like without a doubt, it's my mom. And then it's Blaine Spencer, like without a doubt, dude. So <laughs> me hopping on a 10, 15 minute thing, whatever, dude, I owe you a lot more. So, Hey, whatever, whatever, whatever I can do to help out, man. Hey, definitely, brother. Next time, next time we'll try and get CJ on. All right, next time yeah. we'll get we'll get both of you guys on. But it was a privilege again. Pat Law is from the front office. Go go follow his stuff. They got great content over there. So go see the front office. And remember, I just dropped an interview yesterday. I interviewed Seton Hall legend Khadija Simmons. So please go check that out. That's on the YouTube. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts and more. Again, thank you. Happy, happy Tuesday, everyone. Go enjoy your college basketball. And we're going to wrap up. Again, look out for me on Friday. Tuesdays and Fridays, final whistle. <laughs>